Hi, I'm Tamisha Bridges Mansfield, Vice President for Workforce Innovation at Jobs for the Future, also known as JFF. And this is Horizons. In this special podcast series, we'll share the best and brightest highlights from JFF's annual Horizons Summit, a national gathering of influencers dedicated to reimagining the future of learning and work and leaving the past where it belongs behind us. We'll hear from a diverse range of experts, many with unconventional points of view, representing private industry, government, philanthropy, nonprofit, and educational institutions focused on aligning people, places, and systems to drive economic advancement for all. is our eighth episode of the Horizons podcast series, which concludes our first season. In June, we'll convene in person in New Orleans for our annual summit, Horizons, along with hundreds of experts and leaders in the learn and work ecosystem from across the U.S. We'll kick off the second season of the Horizons podcast this fall. In the meantime, I'm delighted to welcome Job for the Future's president and CEO, Maria Flynn, to both reflect on some of the highlights of the first season of the podcast series, as well as look forward to Horizons in New Orleans and beyond. If you missed any of our previous episodes, we'll recap many of them here, and they live on demand at horizons.jff.org. Hi, Maria. Hi, Tamisha. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. You mentioned looking back and seeing beyond, and as you know, see beyond is the theme of this year's Horizon Summit in New Orleans. Yes, it is. And in fact, it's the first thing that I wanted to ask you about. What does See Beyond mean in the context of Horizons to you? And why is it so important that we embrace this mindset? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's going to be something that I'm going to talk more about at Horizons itself. But just to tease some of that out here, to me, See Beyond really encourages all of us to lift our individual and collective gaze to truly imagine what's possible to transform our nation's education and workforce systems so that they can truly enable equitable economic advancement for all. And as you know, that's JFF's mission, but we, you know, as one nonprofit organization, surely can't do that alone. We need everybody from corporate leaders, to community college presidents, to policymakers, to community leaders and funders and other key players to really help us see beyond today and really look at what's working and not working. And I think, you know, many of us as leaders, particularly in these extremely challenging times, we too often get deep in our inbox or deep in the to-do list of today. And we need to, I think, do a better job of making the time to truly step back and reimagine and to let ourselves really think about what's possible if we look beyond the status quo. And I think a lot of this is similar to what President Biden had really envisioned in his 
build back better messaging, right? How do we not go back to the way things were pre-COVID? How do we build a better future? I think, unfortunately, that term has gotten overly politicized, but I think the the thinking behind it is is really, um, you know, kind of centered to, to what we're talking about at Horizons. So that's what I that's what I think about. I think it ties in well with just Horizons being kind of our evergreen, you know, name for our conference to really think about what can be better, what can be truly questioned, truly reimagined. Tamisha, I'm curious, you know, from your leadership role here at JFF and your focus on workforce innovation, how do you interpret Seed Beyond as we head into Horizons in New Orleans? So I actually really love the theme. And as I started like seeing some of the imagery around it and when the theme was first announced, I was actually really excited about it. And I think it actually really speaks really well to what our mission is as an organization around transforming, you know, workforce and education. And the only way you can really transform anything is if you look beyond what's in front of you. And so when I think about what Horizons means and how we're going to live into that theme, both at Horizons and in our work overall over the coming year. For me, it's about looking ahead of where we're currently sitting and really keeping our eye focused on transformative solutions in the systems that we currently work in are the ones that we want to think about going forward. So for me, it's about things like supporting workforce boards as they currently are and really understanding their outcomes beyond what they are required, right, to to report on in the context of WIOA and really digging deeper and looking more at the equitable side of what they're doing and whether or not they're actually fulfilling their purpose and how they can continue to push themselves. I think it's also really forcing us to really think beyond, again, more than just saying that any training is good training or any job is a good job, but really digging in deeper around what are the fundamental things that have to be in place for learners to actually succeed and thrive and also complete their programs and ultimately get connected to really good jobs. And then we also have to think beyond just any job is a good job as long as it pays something, because I think we also know that as well. And so when we push ourselves further than where we currently sit and further than what we are currently thinking, I think it forces us to think about how we build and design training programs, how we engage with employers, um, how we kind of push or compel systems to behave and operate different than what they are doing now. I think it's not just being satisfied and thinking that recovery is just going to happen because we want it to, but we actually have to act and move and think in different ways. And so I'm encouraged about all of that and how that will play out in the conversations that we have at Horizons and the work that we have to do going forward. So, I mean, I could talk about this for a long time, (laughs) but I hope that it gives a little bit of a flavor about really the imperative that we have right now for our systems to change in order to enable more equitable policy and practice going forward. Yeah, I love that. And especially, you know, your point around asking the deeper questions or asking the harder questions. And that's something that I really love about your leadership style is I think you ask the best questions and really help us to really 
think about the the why behind the work we're doing, the impact that we're trying to have. And so, you know, I think you're a great example of, you know, a leader who really tries to see beyond, you know, kind of the surface level status quo work. And I really appreciate that. And I think the points that you were making really align well to the strategic priorities that you and I and the rest of the JFF executive team have outlined over the past couple of months and something that's really going to guide our programming in New Orleans in a couple of weeks. As you know, we've outlined five key areas, the first being creating learner and worker opportunities to really help alleviate economic inequity and help to drive economic advancement across the board. And as part of that, really censuring our work on racial economic equity and keeping racial equity really as a North Star in that work. Also thinking about how do we strengthen our nation's education and career navigation systems. Like that's the point that I often highlight because I think that we just really do our learners and workers a disservice by not providing them with the type of information that they need to make really great informed decisions about their future. I've started to use the language, you know, how do we help individuals, you know, find their path? How do we help them finance that path? And how do we help them flourish in that path? And so really digging into the navigation piece will be key to that, as well as like our third bucket, which is about quality and efficacy. So whether, as you said, whether that's about looking at the training of a specific uh, training program or credential, or if it's looking at the true quality of a job or a career pathway, I think JFF has a really key role to play um, in driving that conversation. Our recent merger or acquisition of Equos is a great example of that. We also know that just the kind of the lines between learning and work have really become quite blurred over the past decade or so. And so how do we help those educational providers and the employers really help them lean into kind of these new merged roles and to help the Learn to Work ecosystem understand how to kind of make sense of this rapidly evolving landscape And last but certainly not least, you know, knowing that all of that work, all of what I just said doesn't exist at like a theoretical level. It needs to touch down in a community. And so how can we help put workers and learners and the communities that they live in truly at the center of these solutions and thinking through how can we help design equitable solutions that meet the needs of regional labor markets? So we're biting off a lot, but I'm excited about you know where we have landed on this. I think it's going to really help us drive a really comprehensive and engaging program at Horizons. And you know the fact that we really design Horizons as a real big tent approach, and we're going to have leaders from all corners of the ecosystem there will really help us move these five priority areas forward and to help us drive impact at a level that we haven't seen before.
I really appreciate you kind of walking us through our focus areas. I think they're really exciting and bold and that you have really helped us as an organization and as a leadership team really get clear about what is the work that we want to do and what is the impact that we want to have. And so I think that Horizons is a really good space to be to kind of more formally launch into conversations around the focus areas and, and hear from others in the field and allow us to put our point of view forward as well as it relates to the So I think it's going to be really exciting to be in New Orleans and to be with with other folks talking and working and thinking through these areas. So, Maria, what you said around it's important about bringing together all the parts of the ecosystem to really make this work happen. And we know that it's really going to take us working together with all of our partners to create more equitable systems and that we really need collaboration in order to make that happen. And so that was something that we really talked a lot about this season during this podcast. And so just a few examples of this include one episode titled Education Meets Employment, The Need for Collaboration. And that featured the leadership from Rockland Community College, JFF's Policy Leadership Trust, Google, and NEPRIS. And that episode reminded us that when it comes to preparing learners for successful, fulfilling, and lucrative careers throughout their lives, that collaboration is really key, that all sectors need to come together to create a more streamlined and integrated process, whether it's kindergarten to post-secondary or workforce training and lifelong learning, and that there really is a need for both the education system and employers to collaborate so that we can really equip and support people for success throughout their life's transitions as they navigate their careers and their learning trajectory. Our last episode in episode seven, titled The U.S. Secretary Speak, Scaling Equity and Opportunity, featuring the Secretary of Education, Dr. Miguel Cardona, the Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh, and the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo. That episode really reminded us that big changes require big action and also this adoption of a new mindset. And Secretary Cardona really emphasized the need for a new mindset that prioritizes listening, collaboration, and a future-oriented thinking. So Maria, as you've sat back and listened to the episodes and thought about how all of this came together, what do you think stood out most to you from all of the episodes that we did in this um, podcast series? One I would add is the one that was done on AI, artificial intelligence in learning and work, a double-edged sword. And AI is just a topic that fascinates me. I actually took an online course to learn more about it last year, just to try to keep up with all the changes. And I think about it in the context of my kids, and you and I both have daughters. I have a daughter who is graduating high school this week and one who's nine years old, and you have one who is still in um, pre-K. So we kind of span the age spectrum a bit. But I really, you know, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about what is education and work going to look like when they're our age and what's that journey going to entail. And I was thinking about that very recently, thinking about getting my daughter packed up for college. And I was thinking about how when I went off to college, granted, a while ago, 30 years ago or whatever, you know, I was going with my, you know, electric typewriter and my, you know, 
answering machine for my to hook up to our dorm phone and all these things that all these technologies that my kids would be like, what are you even talking about? Right. So thinking about how technology has changed, you know, kind of that experience, but more so, you know, how we can really be thinking about the power that AI can have in transforming, you know, the education and career experience, like back to my earlier point around career navigation, like how can we leverage that type of innovation to really bring to life the quality information that we want folks to have when they're making their decisions about their future. But also, you know, the flip side of that is you and I know, you know, AI also has the ability to perpetuate inequality if it gets into the wrong hands or if it's part of a solution that is not focused on equity. So I think, you know, at JFF, what we are really working to do is to leverage the power of AI wisely to promote equity and justice. And we're seeing that in a lot of the portfolio companies that we're investing in through our investment fund, ETF at at JFF Labs. So really trying to put our brand, our talent, our resources behind some of the entrepreneurs who are truly working to leverage AI for good, particularly in this education and workforce space. That was a really interesting episode for me as someone who hasn't like run to tech other than to being excited about having a new iPhone. But other than that, like tech has always been something that I've had a lot of questions about. And what I really enjoyed about that episode is that we did a good job of balancing both the opportunity that's there and also the need to make sure that it is done in an ethical and equitable way. And I think that attention to balancing both also comes through in how we think about how we want to improve and transform education and workforce systems. So it's that balance of doing things ethically is something that we really work and strive for at JFF. And so I'm glad that that's done out in that session. Similar to the need to do our work in a way that focuses on equitable economic opportunity, we also have some very important work that we're doing related to racial economic equity with an intentional focus on Black learners and workers. And this through line reminds me of the very first episode that we did of the Horizons podcast series around building a more equitable and supportive community for Black talent. And that was a conversation with Delilah Wilson-Scott, the Executive Vice President and Chief Diversity diversity officer of Comcast and Maurice Jones, the CEO of 110, both coming together to talk about while there's still a lot of work to be done to eradicate systemic and structural barriers for Black employees in the workplace, they also spoke about how inspired and motivated they are to take action to create racial economic equity. And they specifically talked about the need to transform internal cultures in workplaces, in part by investing in Black talent to help them learn and grow and develop new skills in their roles currently and beyond. And so that conversation around racial economic equity that isn't just about the pipeline of making sure that Black learners and workers have opportunity getting in the door, but they really are in places that allow them to kind of what you said to kind of find and flourish and and thrive in their work is also really important. 
So I want to spend a few minutes looking forward about how all of these conversations and interactions are going to continue at Horizons in New Orleans and really focus on this idea of see beyond. So we have just a really exciting agenda. The lineup is terrific. I feel like we're adding new things every day, which is super exciting. So we're going to have more than 50 sessions across the board from plenary sessions to super sessions to breakouts and networking opportunities and really a great mix of speakers from across so many backgrounds uh, and leadership roles. We're going to hear from author Heather McGee, who wrote the New York Times bestseller, The Sum of Us. We're also going to hear from journalist, author, and podcaster Kara Swisher, who has interviewed so many corporate and technology leaders over the past couple of years. We're going to do kind of a flip the script uh, session with her where we interview her and really talk about the themes that she has been hearing from her sessions over the past couple of years. We also have a number of higher education leaders uh, who will be on stage. We have the president of Western Governors University, Scott Pulsifer, the president of Dillard University and HBCU in New Orleans, as well as several community college presidents. We also will have policymakers. We have Hill staffers, um, CEOs, and philanthropic leaders. And we're also going to have a number of workers and learners who are going to be adding their voice to the conversation since they are, at the end of the day, the, the true reason why all of us are are doing that work, and we want to be sure that their voice is front and center in Horizons. Uh, We also know that this is going to be the first large conference that many folks um, have been to in over two years, so we're also being mindful about having, you know, great networking opportunities, just fun ways for folks to interact and get to know each other and expand their networks. So going back to where we started on the Horizon Summit theme of See Beyond, if you kind of zoom out and think about the years ahead and what we have to look forward to, what are you optimistic about related to an equitable future for learners and workers? I am optimistic that the momentum that we have gained over the past couple of years about focusing on issues of racial equity, on really elevating the voice of workers and learners kind of in the conversations across the country, and seeing also corporations stepping up and supporting their workers in new ways. I am optimistic that those will continue to grow in momentum and thrive and to really drive significant changes and reforms around the status quo. I'm hopeful that we don't swing backwards, but I'm just feeling optimistic that that it's going to continue, that it's going to continue to grow and really see tremendous change over the next couple of years. But I want to flip it to you, like how, you know, the same question, how do you see the future beyond where we are today? Yeah, I also find myself, even in the midst of everything that's that's happening in our world today, really optimistic because I know that 
how you get to change and how you get to transformation is when you have people who are really committed and forward thinking. And I know that there are a lot of people in our ecosystem of learning and workforce and education that there's a lot of people who really do want to see things work differently. And they do want to be a part of figuring out solutions ahead. And so whether that's focused on policy solutions that are really about transforming the way systems work and not just continuing on with our current systems. And I think folks are are really wanting to to reimagine and think about what new policy solutions actually look like that are going to be different and that are going to kind of force systems to operate and behave differently rather than just pouring new money. I think there is an appetite for innovation, even in workforce and education systems that may have been more reluctant to change and more reluctant to transform. So that gives me a lot of hope. I think on the practice side, the increased attention on equity continues to give me hope. I think folks do want to operate differently, that I know employers want to behave differently and respect and honor their workers, and that workers want their voices heard, and that learners want to make sure that what they're spending their time and their resources on actually translate to good jobs on the other end. And so all of that momentum is only going to get us to a better place. And I think it's about harnessing the momentum, listening to the voices, providing safe spaces and accountability for folks to act differently, that that is ultimately going to get to the transformation that we want to see. And that's what kind of guides me in my work and continues to give me hope every day when I show up and dig in and and get into the work. So it's really, really been a pleasure as always to be in conversation with you, Maria. So I want to thank you for looking back to look forward. And um, to everyone else, we will return with a new season of the Horizons podcast series where we will revisit the highlights from the upcoming Horizons Summit in New Orleans. Great. Thank you so much, Tamisha. And just thank you for your leadership and hosting the Horizons podcast series over the past couple months. And I have loved listening to the episodes. I make a point of downloading them before I get on my flights. So I just want to thank you so much for the great work that you've done with these. And to our listeners, I look forward to seeing many of you in New Orleans very soon. I'm so glad I had this chance to sit down with Maria to review the highlights from season one and to catch up on what's coming next for the Horizons Conference, JFF and our partners. Thanks for listening to the Horizons Podcast brought to you by JFF. Together, we're building a future that works and inspiring others to fight for equality, diversity, and inclusivity everywhere. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and tune in to our next monthly episode. To learn more about Horizons or watch the full sessions featured in today's episode, visit us online at jff.org forward slash horizons. I'm Tamisha Bridges Mansfield, from Jobs for the Future. See you next time.